0: practicing massive self care. And when I say massive self care, what do I mean by that? Um, They take care of themselves, even to the point where it might say, Well, that seems almost kind of selfish, right? I mean, is um, but self care is not selfish. Self care is the most important thing because without self care, we can't take care of anybody else truly. So I designed what I call a personal health assessment, which I will make available to you afterwards. I I can send you the PDF and you can send it to all your listeners, it's for free. That basically looks at how are we doing physically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually, okay? It's 20 questions on a scale of one through five, five being I'm doing great, number four, I'm doing pretty good, number three, I'm doing this sometimes, which by the way, if you score yourself a three, It's it's not a bad score, that's actually kind of normal. It just means that there's some room for improvement. Two means rarely and one means I don't do this at all. So here's how this works. When you take the assessment and you give yourself a four or five, pat yourself on the back say, hey, I'm doing great. It's actually good to see what we're doing well in life and acknowledge the fact that in some areas, we're actually doing pretty good. One or two, those are red flags. Because those specifically, we rob you from your health, number one, and for your happiness. So, let me give you uh, an idea a little bit of what the self assessment because this is a big part of how navigators are successful. Let's start with the physical health part. How's your energy throughout the day? In other words, are you energetic and full of life and going, or are you just dragging and you're like, you know, exhausted all the time? Um, how rested do you feel when you wake up in the morning? And we know that because of COVID, that sleep patterns have been disrupted. In other words, over the last couple of years, people are, have, even if they're getting sleep, it's, it's, not, um, it's not restful, uh, it's disturbed. Uh, people have weird dreams and nightmares. So when they wake up in the morning again, a lot of times they're exhausted and now they have to go and face the day and face the battle, right? So that's really important. How healthy is your diet? I I will tell you that during the pandemic, my diet has gotten better. Like, um, I'm more mindful of what I eat than I ever have before in my life because my stress levels have increased. You know, what's your level of your daily activity? Now, I'll give you a specific example. Before the pandemic, I used to walk uh, three times a week for an hour, like for, for three miles, basically. Well, after the pandemic hit, because my own stress level increased because I have to take care of not only myself, but my family, my extended family throughout this country and I have family all over the world too, um, my friends, my clients, I realized that I need to do something different in terms of self-care. So since, since April of 2020, that's been almost a year and a half now, I'm, I walk every single day for three months a day, every day, no matter what happens. And what does that do for me? First of all, it makes me feel better because movement is life. Uh, number two, when I walk, I don't always take my phone with me. Like sometimes, you know, I I would take my phone and talk to clients or or family and so on, but sometimes I don't. I leave it behind and I walk out and I look at the blue skies and I express my gratitude. And I look at the trees and the little animals running around and the lakes and all that stuff. And I'm like, I'm grateful to nature. It connects me to nature. I get out of my electronics. And by the time I return, I'm ready, I'm renewed. Uh, That's the best way to describe it. And I'm ready to take on the rest of the day. Um, And the last question, of course, is how well do you function under stress without escaping, meaning I don't escape in you know, drugs or smoking or drinking or even my electronics or other, you know, self-defeating or self-destructive behaviors. Okay, so that's the personal health assessment. So as you take that, you know, give yourself a score one through five and, you know, what's your score for your physical health? Now, let's move on to the mental health part. Um, How's your ability to maintain a positive attitude? So. The sixth key to navigating a crisis, of course, is positive attitude, and navigators are very good at saying, you know what, I know we're getting our butts kicked as humanity by this pandemic and humanity is down on one knee, but guess what, this too shall pass. In other words, this is not going to be the end of humanity. Yes, it's hard. Yes, it's been very difficult. Yes, it's lasted a long time, but I believe, and as a navigator, that positive attitude that things will work out in the end. How's your ability to stay focused right now? Honestly, you guys, this is one of the, this is the one question that I actually get, look, give myself the lowest score. Sometimes it's a two, sometimes it's a three. What happens to human beings when they're under stress? They have a hard time focusing and I'm one of them. Like I will do something like 80% towards the task and then something else happens and I, I kind of get distracted and I start something else. And I have to force myself to come back and say, Ilya, finish this task first because you have six things going on at the same time and this multitasking is actually causing even more stress. So, um, you know, I know other people are much better at focusing. This is kind of like my, uh, you know, my area that I need to work on. Um, How good are you at keeping life's things in perspective? Navigators have this big picture perspective. They say, you know what, let's look big picture. I know right now it's hard, but this too shall pass. This is not the end, right? If this is Like, I know long-term, we will overcome this and life will get back um, not normal. And uh, because, you know, my partner, when we talk to businesses, we don't don't even talk about the new normal. We talk about the next normal as a leader. Like what's happening six months from now or a year from now, right? So the, the, the next normal. So keep things in perspective. How grateful do you feel right now? Okay, we all know that It's impossible physiologically in our brains to be in a grateful state and be depressed at the same time. You can't have that. So the quickest way to get out of being down is to practice gratitude mindfully, you know, meditate, close your eyes and and think about what you're grateful for. Because the gratitude list I have to tell you is endless. If you really think about how many things we can be grateful for, you can do three different gratitude on your gratitude journal, let's say, Every day for a whole year, and not repeat yourself. And uh, and finally, is how open are you hearing other people's points of views, especially if they're different from your own? Now, why is that important? We live in a society that is so divided. I can certainly speak about this country, but I see it all over the world, where the one side is not listening to the other side, and the other side is yelling, and the other side yells even louder, and nobody's listening to anybody else. Right? We've lost the ability to communicate effectively and to communicate in a way that we understand one another. So, you know, the mind is like a parachute, right? It only works when it's open. When the parachute is closed, you fall off the plane, you're dead. (laughs) Basically, that's it, right? So keep an open mind and to other people's. And my goal actually is to learn more from the younger generation, uh, honestly, To be more open to new ideas because that keeps me young and fresh. And I will tell you this Michelangelo, who's together with Leonardo da Vinci, they're the fathers of the Renaissance movement. I mean, really, between da Vinci and Leonardo, you know, Michelangelo, I mean, they're it, right? When he was interviewed at the end of his life, this is long after he created David, you know, and, and all the other sculptures, the amazing things that Michelangelo did and painted. They asked him, Master, tell us something that you know really well. They wanted some. Pearl of wisdom from him. You know what his answer was? I am still learning. Now, what's the thing about who said that? If Michelangelo says, I'm still learning at the end of his life, then you and I should never stop learning. Because learning um, equals happiness. When we learn something new, something happens to our brains and we're so excited that we'll learn a new thing. So be open minded and maybe you and I can learn something even from people that are very different than we are and think differently. I'm a curious person and I'm always like, I wonder why this person thinks that way, and if I can, if I can meet with them and say, "Tell me where you're coming from." I don't quite see your perspective, but I want to understand where you're coming from, which is versus than shouting him down. Right. All right. Now let's go to emotional health. How well do you practice self-compassion, and more importantly, self-forgiveness? Gandhi said that forgiveness is the attribute of the strong. And, you know, he's a leader, uh, you know, obviously in India, but throughout the world, he's been adopted as this father, basically, he, like like Nelson Mandela, right? Or Martin Luther King Jr. What a powerful statement. There is nothing, there's no greater act of self-compassion than self-forgiveness. And when I was a clinical psychologist in private practice, and I, and I worked with so many people that had, you know, addictions, and they had all kinds of things that they struggle with. Oftentimes, you know, they had self-defeating thoughts that led to self-destructive behaviors, and they did all kinds of things, destroying relationships left and right, and so on. When they sobered up and when they healed, and when they made amends to the people they had hurt, like their spouse, their kids, the community, whatever, and had been forgiven by all of them. My last question to them was always, that's good. You've great progress, you've come a long way from where you used to be. But now, have you forgiven yourself? Guess what the answer was to that? The best answer that I got was, I'm working on it. But most likely, most people would say, no, I have not forgiven myself. So self-forgiveness is really, really important. In my first book, Seven Paths to uh, Lasting Happiness, there's an entire chapter because that is one of the paths. And I take people through a process of uh, how do you, most people know that forgiveness is important and that self-forgiveness is important. They just don't know how to do it. So I take people through an actual process that this is how you do it step by step to practice uh, self-forgiveness. Um, how well do you maintain a healthy work-life balance? And actually when the next version of this book comes out, the coach Khan and I are actually going to change that question to how well do you maintain work-life integration? Because I think the word balance is nobody's totally balanced between work and life. That never happens. Totally. It's like 50, 50 exactly. But work-life integration is better, especially as people you know, have worked from home. So many people have been working from home. How do you integrate your work with your home? And so think about how well are you integrated between those two things? Um, how well do you maintain flexibility under stress? And I will talk about flexibility specifically after we're done with the self-care, because that's the next major key to navigating a crisis. But are you flexible or are you just stuck in your ways? Um, How much is humor, laughter, and playfulness part of your daily life? In other words, you know, you look at kids who are so resilient and they bounce back. They fall down, they scrape their knee, they cry like for 30 seconds, and then they bounce back again and they're back to playing. We as adults have lost a big part of that. We've become way too serious, Um, and we take ourselves way too seriously and everything so seriously. But happy people have the ability to be more playful, uh, consciously to laugh, We know that if you laugh an hour a day, the chemicals that are released in your brain stay in your brain for 24 hours. And this is for free, right? This doesn't cost anything. Laughter is free and laughter is healthy physically, let alone emotionally. Um, And the last question is, how healthy are your relationships under the emotional health banner? Why did I include that in there? Because we can do all the self-care in the world, and uh, take care of them ourselves in every capacity. But if we surround ourselves with toxic people, that's definitely going to take away from our happiness. So I personally try not to have any toxic people in my life. I made a conscious decision like 15 years ago. It's like I don't want toxic people in my life. And people say, "Well, doctor, really, how do you do that? What about if it's you know close people in your life?" I'm like, it's simple. I approach every relationship like this. If I treat you with love kindness and respect then i expect you to treat me with love kindness and respect so the qualification for that is that i need to show up that way in other words i can't be a jerk to you then expect you to be loving and kind in return that wouldn't be fair but if i show up that way i have every right to say hey am i not loving kind and respectful towards you oh yeah you are well then you need to be the same with me or else if you keep doing that you're out health and again this is not a religious thing but it's spiritually speaking because i think that's also a big part of our happiness as well is number one how well do you maintain a positive attitude again that you believe that there will be a positive outcome and that in the end that this too will work out in the end how close do you feel to god or to your higher power um how much time do you spend meditating or, or praying or practicing mindfulness it's been scientifically proven that people that take that time out to practice mindfulness, to meditate or to pray, uh, tend to live happier and more content lives. Um, Then how often do you practice kindness and other acts of service? I think, and I'm gonna talk about that. Uh, How well do you know and do you live your purpose in life? And people that know what their purpose in life is and live it, tend to live uh, a very happy and contented life. I was fortunate in my life that I learned early on in my life what my purpose was, which is to basically leave this world a better place than I found it. And to spread the message of kindness and love and acceptance and forgiveness uh, and happiness across the world. And I'm in, so for me, I, whatever I do, I don't feel like I'm going to work because I'm doing something I truly, truly enjoy. Now, so that's this is why self-care is so important. Key number one, Um, key number two, of course, is that awareness, which we said, listen to that still small voice that whether it's.